At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Welcome into Short Shots. The abbreviated off-season version of Long Shots, the world's number one rated golf betting show here on VSIN and VSIN.com. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you, reviewing the Ryder Cup for a moment and also previewing the Sanderson Farms Championship from the Country Club of Jackson in Mississippi. That is the event on tour this week. We'll, uh, real quick, Wes, the Ryder Cup, uh, you and I did some Short Shots podcast leading into the opening round on Friday and then also leading into Saturday. And at that point, it looked like we might have a good competition. But by the time we got to Sunday morning, this was really a landslide in the United States favor. The cup comes back stateside, taking it away from Europe, who, of course, won in 2019 or uh, 2018 in Paris. Of course, we skipped 2020 with the COVID. But uh, we get back the cup, and in convincing fashion, the U.S. wins this one. Yeah, the short shot, Brady, was the European chance to win this thing. 19-9, biggest blowout ever since they went to continental Europe against the U.S. It used to be just great. Britain and Ireland, but then it became continental Europe in 1979. So 19-9, looking on the American side, Dustin Johnson, leading point scorer, all five points, 5-0, and undefeated in the Ryder Cup. Oldest guy on the team, he's the old guy, and he's 37, so that tells you there's a lot of depth and a lot of talent on this team. Also a player that did not lose a match, Patrick Cantlay, three and a half points out of his four matches at 3-0-1. Same with Colin Marikawa, three and a half out of his four. He went three 
3-0-1. Everybody contributed a point on this team, so that's always good when even your guys that maybe have losing records still contribute points. So 19-9, the uh, the top man for the Europeans was John Rahm with three and a half points. 3-1-1. One, one. Did get beaten Sunday singles by Scotty Scheffler. So Scotty Scheffler, look, I, I even tweeted out over the weekend, I go, bet him to win any major perhaps in 2022. It wouldn't be the worst bet in the world. I think beating the number one guy in the world who was hotter than a firecracker for this team and beating him relatively easily in Sunday singles, uh, Scotty Scheffler four and three. And you mentioned it, Brady, that leaderboard was all red. It looked like the uh, southern part of the country on election night. When you look at the Electoral College, that's exactly what it looked like uh, with all red on that board for Team USA. They win the Sunday single session eight to four. They won every single session. Actually, they pushed the afternoon four balls, but not losing a session. And that gives you a 19 to nine final score for Team USA. By the way, very few Ryder Cuppers, actually none of the Americans. I think they've do, been uh, having too much champagne over the weekend so probably none of them guys are going to play this week few of the Europeans we do have Sergio Garcia this week at the Sanderson Farms we also have uh, Terrell Hatton Tommy Fleetwood and I believe uh, Shane Lowry are playing at the Alfred Dunhill Lynx Championship over at Kings Barnes Garnoustie in St. Andrews yeah, and we'll get to your assessment of that European Tour event here in just a moment. Want to go over our bets for the Ryder Cup. I did cash my biggest bet on the U.S. to lead after day one and then came oh so close with Colin Morikawa to be the top United States point scorer and Sergio Garcia to be the top European point scorer, but those come up short. I did not play any matchups, and we went over that. I think it's hard to bet the matchups when you have two on two, and uh, by the time Sunday rolled around I was pretty into the NFL and it was such a blowout uh, you know I wasn't really planning on finding an edge with this United States domination of the Ryder Cup how'd you do in your bets I came out a little ahead on the matchup so that at least was a profit and then of course Team USA to win laid 175 never sweated that didn't get it the exact score because that's what I was trying to get as well with a little bigger odds 9 to 1 12 to 1 so I said USA 16 12 that did not get there I didn't expect 19 to 9 Victor Hovland deserved a much better fate I thought played much better in his record but he doesn't get there as the low European score and that is what I bet so a lot of the pre-flop except for betting Team USA did not get there, but the matchups from a day-to-day -day basis uh, got their turn profit pretty much in every session. So nice win for Team USA, and the next Ryder Cup will be at Marco Simone over in Rome in 2023, changing to the guard for the European team. But I don't think this is going to be like, okay, now the Americans are going to win three or four of these in a row. Two years is a mighty long time in the game of golf, and things change overnight and certainly over a two-year span. So I wouldn't uh, rule out these Europeans just yet but I do think that they need some young talent to emerge because you're probably going to see Ian Poulter Lee Westwood at least exit stage right probably their last Ryder Cup as a player and credit Poulter for getting that singles win over Finau and what he probably realized was going to be his last match as a player Sergio probably is going to be back for one or two more but they do need some young guys to go along with this core with Rom and with Rory McIlroy and with uh, Victor Hovland and the like so need a couple young Europeans to emerge for that side. 
Yeah, and historically, over the course of time, of course, the Euro, the uh, Ryder Cup has been around for a long, long time, and historically, it has gone to the team on home turf, as it did here in the United States at Whistling Straits. It goes to the United States. Uh, my first reaction would be to bet Europe as it shifts over to their home course in 2023. All right, let's take a look at the Sanderson Farms Championship, the event on the PGA Tour this week, again, at the Country Club of Jackson in Mississippi. A long time ago, this was a Dick Wilson design, but there have been many tweaks and redesigns. And overall, I think the product that we have now, this is the eighth year in a row that we'll see this golf course on the PGA Tour. Uh, I think overall, with the tweaks and the changes to this course over the last several years, it's really become a Donald Ross influence as far as the design. You do see some of the runoff areas around the greens, relatively tight fairways, tree-lined fairways, and we can take a little of that from what we saw a couple weeks ago uh, at the Fortinet Championship in Napa. Different types of greens, though, Bermuda grass green surfaces, uh, and of course we are in a different part of the country in the southern part of the United States. And as far as correlated courses, I, I went to a couple of Ross designs on tour, Sedgefield Country Club, the home of the Wyndham Championship, and also the Detroit Golf Club, home of the Rocket Mortgage. So that was the starting point for my hand we have seen a lot of long bombs win here. We've seen some long bombers win here, including Cameron Champ. And also Cameron Champ has a victory up in Napa. His tour tour wins coming up in Napa at Silverado Country Club and here at the Country Club of Jackson. And I do believe strokes gained off the tee is an important statistic this week to look at. We've seen a lot of winners, including Sergio Garcia last year really uh, score well in that category. So that was the initial part of my handicap this week, Wes. How about you? Yeah, similar for me here, obviously, Sedgefield, a correlated course. And then the greens, if you're looking kind of these uh, champion ultra dwarf Bermuda greens that they have here at Jackson, Mississippi, TPC Southwind in Memphis, very similar. Quail Hollow in Charlotte, also very similar. So I thought some correlated courses, those would go very well for you. To your point in strokes game, off the tee, you actually look the last three winners, Garcia, Munoz, and Champ, ranked first, fourth, and second in the categories for their winning weeks of this tournament. So I went with off the tee. You look, the last four winners have either been the leader or co-leader after 54 holes if you're looking to do it in play, but six of the last seven winners have been first-time winners on the PGA Tour. Sergio Garcia kind of put a stop to that streak, and you talk about like a long bomb. You very rarely see Sergio Garcia at like a 70 to one price, but that's what he got last year. Garcia was the winner last year. Sebastian Munoz, Cameron Champ going back to 2018. By the way, 2014 is the first year that this moved to Country Club of Jackson. It was played at Annandale for years, so that's really as far as I went back with recent history, but you look at the top of the field, and I did not play any of these guys, but in terms of the favorites, Sam Burns 16 to one, made his debut here in 2017. He lives in nearby Shreveport, Louisiana, an LSU Tiger was T3 here back in 2018. Will Zalatoris, 18 to 1. Look, these are two guys that want to be on that next Ryder Cup team. And we know that lineup's going to be hard to crack, but if you want to be on that team, you need to win these events. Uh, Sun JM lost in a playoff here to Munoz in 2019. He's 18 to 1. Corey Connors was runner up here in 2018. He's 18 to 1. And also the lone Ryder Cup participant here, not from Team USA, but from Team Europe. That, of course, being Sergio Garcia around. 20 to 1 ish is the defending event champion.
Yeah, I took a hard look at Sam Burns. I ended up going with all guys from the SEC, all guys from the South, who uh, I think are used to these type of conditions in Mississippi and the Bermuda grass greens being very familiar with that type of putting surface, which is predominant in that part of the country. Uh, but I just felt Sam Burns was probably a little too short in what I think really might be more of a long shot geared tournament. And like you said, Wes, we've seen a lot of first timers went, uh, win here. So I went with a couple of guys looking for their first time victory on the PGA Tour. A lot of Corn Ferry Tour graduates here in the field, and, you know, I think you have to look at those guys as well. But Burns definitely makes a lot of sense. From the South, like you say, went to LSU, another SEC guy, very familiar with the Bermuda grass putting surface, and we've seen him get victories in his young PGA Tour career on that putting surface. But uh, I went with all long bombs, and my shortest shot was a guy, Wes, you know from doing this show with me long enough, when we are in the southern part of the United States, I like to bet on Patton Kazire. He mm -hmm. seems really to flourish in that part of the country. Of course, he has a victory at the Sony Open over in Hawaii, which incorporates that same Bermuda grass putting surface. So Patton Kazire from Alabama went to Auburn, just finished 28th up in Napa. He was 25th last year at the Rocket Mortgage. Uh, so I took Patton Kazire at 64 to 1. Yeah, and I certainly looked at him as well. Uh, uh, my uh, shortest shot, my really only short guy that I had this week that I took, and Kazire was certainly on the list, and he absolutely fits and can get really hot on these Bermuda greens. And look, Sony Open in Hawaii, kind of similar greens. Maybe uh, that could be a link here. Of course, Kazire has won that event. But my shortest guy, and my only really short guy this week was Mito Pereira at 33 to one. And that's just on form. And he seems like kind of an obvious candidate. His best PGA tour finish came two weeks ago in Silverado with a T three, where he led the field in, in T to green second in approach, but was only 42nd in putting. They kill like the Bermuda a little better. Of course, we know Mito Pereira from Chile did get the battlefield promotion in the PGA tour because he won three corn Ferry tour events, uh, not only this season, but combined with the short season, in 2020 so he's at the ground running already he's got three top sixes in seven starts on the pga tour so mito pereira and then one guy kind of in your range of kazire and it's not the best number because somebody's hitting him early in the week but i think he kind of fits here and that's taylor pendriff 66 to 1 from canada a recent corn Ferry tour graduate biggest hitter in this field of course bryson is not playing this week but Leads in driving distance and strokes gained off the tee in this field this week, Taylor Pendrip. So uh, went with him at 66. Yeah, uh, both of those guys make a lot of sense. Mito Pereira, he is going to win eventually. It seems like he's been about the hottest player on the planet for two or three months ever since he made his debut on the PGA Tour. I think he's going to kick the door down here pretty soon. My next shortest shot, and I mentioned I went all SEC. This guy uh, is from Atlanta, Georgia, went to University of Georgia. Very good tee to green. He was 12th at the Rocket Mortgage last year and 29th at the Wyndham, and that's Chris Kirk, the Georgia Bulldog, at 69 to 1. I am also on Chris Kirk at, 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 at in that price range. And uh, look, previous champion of this event, he did win the 2011 version. That was played at Annandale Golf Club, though, when it was known as the Viking Classic. So he has won this event. If you look at the historical winners, also was runner up here in 2016. We know he had some off the course issues, battled alcoholism, but I think kind of started to get his game a little bit to 
together. Remember when he was uh, right there trying to chase down a winner you had with Kevin Na at the uh, Sony Open, ended up finishing second in that event. And look, Chris Kirk, that that uh, kept his PGA Tour card essentially because he was playing on that major medical extension. So it was kind of like, okay, this is go time. And now he's back to uh, top 70 in the world, ranked 69th. Uh, talk about some of the good finishes he had. He really kind of peaked a little bit more in the spring, that T2 at the Sony, T8 at the Arnold Palmer, T6 at the Valero. And I think the Valero, maybe a lot of guys that played well in that event earlier this year made my card this week. T7 at the uh, RBC Heritage, T12 at Rocket Mortgage. So kind of starting to play some good golf. And now you got a weaker field in the fall series. Used to playing well in this area of the country. So I did have Chris Kirk at 80 to 1. And then one more, I am going to squeeze in Matthew Wallace at 125 to 1. Another guy that was right there in the Valero. He was right there with Jordan Spieth and Charlie Hoffman for the win. And I think this drop down in field quality could really help him because if you look at the last six months, Wallace, fourth in total strokes gained, 15 to green, seventh around the green, 13th in strokes gained, ball striking, top 20 in GIR gain, good drives gain, par four and par five scoring. You look at the form and it's not really much that's going to stand out, at least of late, but he's been playing basically like bigger tournaments, say for those last two European events where he didn't make the cut, but he had to withdraw from the Northern Trust. He was playing the U.S. Open, the Scottish Open, Memorial, the PGA Championship, the Charles Schwab. So, obviously, those are much stronger fields than he's going to have this week. So, I thought Matt Wallace made a little bit of sense at 125. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, another guy that will be uh, really pushing to make a Ryder Cup team in 2023 is Matt Wallace for the European side. And I think uh, some people thought he even had a good case to be a captain's pick this year. My next shot is Keith Mitchell at 85 to one. He's from Tennessee, went to University of Georgia, has two top tens in his last four starts. We know he's a good ball striker. You have to get the putter hot to convert with Keith Mitchell. But again, the Bermuda grass surface is where he's had success, has a PGA Tour victory at the Honda Classic. Again, Bermuda greens in the state of Florida. So I think he's another guy that flourishes in the southern part of the country. Uh, and then my next uh, shot is a, is a long shot. And I went with a Florida Gator, and this would qualify for a first-time PGA Tour winner, and that's Tyler McCumber. We've seen McCumber play pretty well in spots, had a really good run at Riviera in the Genesis Invitational in 2021. He's from Florida, went to University of Florida, so very familiar with the Bermuda grass putting surfaces. He was 15th at the Wyndham last year. The downside for Mr. McCumber, he's missed eight of his last nine cuts. So the form is absolutely not there, but because that he should be familiar with this type of golf course. And you mentioned it earlier in one of your breakdowns, Wes, against a weaker field, that's probably when he might succeed. I don't mm -hmm. think this guy is going to necessarily, you know, kick down the door against all the big boys, but all the big boys are not here this week. So I took a shot with McCumber at 160 to one. Yeah. And, and I'm right. And uh, the rest of my card is right there with you in terms of longer bombs here. And I'll just get them in really quickly. And then you can conclude your card here. 
150 to 1, Roger Sloan. And if you look at Sedgefield, if we believe that's going to be a correlation, which it really has been over the years, I know a lot of people are pointing to Siwoo Kim, who was part of that big playoff. You remember it was a six-way playoff at the Wyndham. Roger Sloan was right in that mix, a Canadian player. Aside from that runner-up, he was T6 in the summer at the Barracuda. He really goes low at these birdie fest type of events, so I thought he made sense. A couple other Southerners, you were talking about guys that played their golf in the South, like the Bermuda Greens a little bit better. Grayson Sig at 160 to 1, recent graduate from the Corn Ferry, won the uh, event up in Boise last month, the Albertsons Boise Open. That locked up his card. 30th was respectable at Silverado on his PGA Tour debut. Gets back to Bermuda here. Also got engaged last weekend, so maybe that's a positive frame of mind going back out on the tour. A very seminal moment in your life. So Grayson Sig, another guy that's a Southerner that played his college golf in the SEC, as you mentioned at the top. He played at uh, University of Missouri, and that's Hayden Buckley, 200 to 1. Seventh in Boise at the Albertsons Open, fourth in the United Leasing Tour Championship. Those events both in the Corn Ferry Tour Finals. 19th in driving accuracy, ninth in GIR this last season on the Corn Ferry Tour. He also got a win down in Florida back in March, his uh, first professional wins. He did miss the cut at the Fortinet, but I think coming back to Mississippi, kind of geographic, at least familiarity, and the Bermuda Greens, he could go well. And then my last long shot was at 201 as well. Honor Bon Lahiri, the man from India, fifth in this week's field for strokes gained off the tee the last 24 rounds. He's made the cut here the last two years, both times, having been in much worse form than he is right now. Two top fives this year in 2021. So look, there were worse 201 long shots on the board, so Honor Bon Lahiri finishes my card well you know who finishes my card Wes uh, I have had a uh, man crush with uh, Davis Riley here for a couple of I, years uh, I, I uh, considered him as well yeah I, I picked him to uh, win PGA Tour rookie of the year last year and he really didn't log enough rounds at all I would imagine he'll still be a candidate this year this guy was a monster on the Corn Ferry Tour and really does well in the southern part of the United States of course he comes from Mississippi so a home state event for him here this week he went to University of Alabama and this guy really has a ton of talent I wouldn't be surprised if he is you know being mentioned with the names of Will Zalatoris and Grayson Sig and Scotty Scheffler, some of the real young guns that have made their way to the top of the PGA Tour in the last year and a half or so. I think Davis Riley is probably on his way there. I played Davis Riley at 220 to 1. So that is going to do it for us, our preview of the Sanderson Farms Championship here on Short Shots. We'll do a full-length regular version of long shots for the next two weeks as the PGA Tour does a double dip in Las Vegas with the Shriners Children's Open at TPC Summerlin and then the CJ Cup at the Summit Club. Thank you for tuning in to Short Shots. If you don't hit some short shots, well, hit some long shots with all of us at VSIN and VSIN.com, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 
21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.